What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here with you and my co-host. Anaya Bogue. Someday, I want to have a drum roll. That would be exciting. Like just Dave Grohl in here. And then, no. What do you think? I don't know. Yeah? Would you dig that? Uh, maybe. But I'm willing to try anything <laughs> once. You're looking at me right now like, okay, where <laughs> what are, are we, you saying? Where are we going with this? Oh, man. Uh, Got to thank everyone, as I say, at the top of the show. And I know a lot of times... If you listen to all these shows in a row, you'd be like, wow, they really talk about the same thing at the beginning of the show. But I always like to refer to like just taking care of business yeah. at the top of the show. Yep. Thank you so much. Housekeeping. For- Housekeeping. Exactly. Thank you so much for all the emails. Last week's episode was from uh, someone that emailed in. We talked about dating. Yep. We went into cra- We talked about dating. We talked about four topics, divorce, dating, someone remarrying, and then a new child on the way. Yep. And all we of those. We covered a lot of territory. Wow. Man, I love it. Uh, I want to ask you a question. Uh, you have been, uh, you're, well, you're actually getting ready to go to Guatemala. Mm-hmm. And you're going down there for uh, your whole program. This is the second year down there. Yes. And it's I very just exciting. before, yeah, before we dove into it, yeah. I just today, because it's exciting. You're literally, I mean, I'm looking at you and you're, you have that look in your eye of like, <laughs> oh my God, oh my am God. I really flying out I'm, tonight? I know. I know. Am I really going to be able to get on this plane? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Let our listeners know the program. Okay. So real quick. So most of you probably know about Real Girl, which is the empowerment program that I created several years ago. Go ahead, Joe, with your hand up. And just so you guys know, that's how I met Anea because my daughter- Yes. Basically, you deal with self-esteem. You do the whole thing. Yep. And not only do you do it with- Girls, you do it with boys. Now. So this is new, right? Okay. So, so a couple of years ago, we started to have requests for because we re- originally just started working exclusively with girls, and we've been having more and more requests for us to have a parallel program for boys. Um, that is one of the things that has happened in Guatemala. So originally, we launched just a girls program in Guatemala, where it Guatemala, for those of you who don't know, one of the most dangerous countries in the world for girls and women to live. And so the need was great. We've gone in there. We've brought down pregnancy rates, dropout rates among girls. It, the, the impact has been so tremendous that schools have been asking for a parallel boys program, which we just launched last month. And so I'm going to Guatemala um, to see how our program is going, to meet some of the new um, new people that we've hired on our team. We pay you know, local men and women to to instruct the, the girls and the boys that go through a program. So I'm really excited, but I am you know taking off to a third world country. Well, I know. I'm, I, I had to ask you when, you when you just said that that's one of the most dangerous places in the world. For girls and women, yeah. Yeah. How do you, I mean, are you nervous at all? Uh, a little bit. You know, I'm going to have a few members of my team with me. And, um, you know, the, the, the reality is, is in spite of everything that these people have been through, you know, Civil War in the 90s, they are such a lovely, gentle people. Like most of the people that I interact with are just so warm and loving. Um so yeah, most of the time, I mean, it's safety first and I'm conscious of it, but yeah. it's not like, you know, I'm worried that when I hit the ground, I'm going to have to have like a team of security or something. Yeah. <laughs> and how many days are you there? Uh, like nine, nine days. Nine days. Yeah. just from the, and when you hit the ground, is it just the ground Pretty running? much. Wow. Yeah. Meetings with schools, going in and seeing the workshops, watching the girls and the boys. And it's, it's really, I always, like last time I left there, I was like, just so... Um, you know, this is sort of my heart and soul and, um, it's really lovely when you see that it's changing people's lives. Well, I got to say this, that I wanted everyone to hear you say that because a lot of times you and I talk about stuff off the air Mm -hmm. and I felt that it was important for everyone to know that 
you know, you, you may come in here and, and talk about the questions that they have and give advice and have your opinions, but you're also living it. You're not just, you know, cruising around here in LA, you know, making house calls right. and beautiful places. You're going to Guatemala yeah. and living it. So, yeah. I, and I thank you for that because that's, that's gnarly. Sometimes, yes. Yeah. So think of that. <laughs> when you're down there, you're just going to be like, this is pretty gnarly. This is pretty gnarly. <laughs> Am I really doing this? Yeah. All right, so uh, all right, I wanted to go into a topic, and I thought this would be this is the way uh, I'm going to kind of set it up for you. This would be a show for our parents that are not so. It might be toddlers all the way up to like eight eight year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to use you an example. Okay, uh, I tell you an example. Mm-hmm. When my son was about five years old, okay, we were in the grocery store, mm-hmm. and there was this old man. Mm-hmm. And his skin was just wrinkled. He looked like Iggy Pop, just like mm-hmm. just you know where the skin is just dripping off of their body like wax. And he was this little old man, and and I didn't think anything about it because he's this old man in the vegetable section, uh-huh. you know. And my son just looked right at him and said, "Dad, Dad, look at this guy's skin. It looks mm-hmm. like it's melting off his body. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, he's so old." Yes. And he said this at full volume, okay, <laughs> full volume where everyone mm-hmm. in the store looks at me. And there's that moment of like, okay, dad, how are you going to answer that one? Mm-hmm. And right away, my first instinct was to be like, don't talk like that, you know, just just shut him down. Mm-hmm. But I got down and and said to my son, I said, yeah, you know, and someday dad's going to be old and and his skin isn't melting. It's just seen a lot of wonderful years and a lot of great summers and yeah. a few beers. And a few and, beers. You know, like I just yeah. thought he was grasping, you know, maybe yeah. a couple cigarettes. But, you know, my point being is <laughs> I just said, you know, hey, that's, you know, I, I, and I didn't know at the time because you and I obviously weren't mm-hmm. working together, but unbeknownst to myself, I was... T- t- using that moment as, as, a, as a, a teachable, teachable moment. moment. Yeah. All right. Now, going to the next part of today, I was going through our emails again. I was answering a few of them. First of all, thanks for everyone. You can keep emailing us. I think I just said that, radparenting at gmail.com. But one of the dads out there hit us an email, and um, I forgot what city he lived in, but basically what he was saying was he picks his daughter up after school from the daycare. And when they're driving back to their home, they go through an area where they see a lot of homeless people. Mm -hmm. And he can tell, you know, looking in the rearview mirror that she's looking out there. And and he was going, he was asking you and I, when and how does he start to talk to his daughter about homeless people Mm -hmm. and, you know, the fight and the survival that they are going through, which Mm -hmm. can lead to a lot of different conversations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He didn't know when and how to kind of open that up, which also made me kind of bring to the table to ask you uh, to maybe helping our listeners, just explaining to our children, just people of different color, people, of, you know, people, of different race, people, yes. of different color, people yeah. of different gender, yep. people of different uh, sizes. Like, wow, that man is huge, yeah. dad. Wow. That lady's super skinny, you know, yeah. just, and, and we all face it, but it's something that you, and, and I, and the example that I gave you at the beginning was the time that you're going to have to come up with dealing with it. You it's, you're not prepared. Mm-hmm. Like I, when I was in, you know, the store and my son said, 
Why is the man's skin melting? Mm-hmm. We, I had never thought about that particular situation mm-hmm. and how I would address it. Mm-hmm. So I felt I would share this experience with our parents out there so that maybe you could kind of give us an insight of how and when do you start having those conversations about just how different everybody is in the world. Right. So so the earlier, I think it's a great question. And okay. I think that a lot of us face it. I want to commend you for sort of on the spot getting down and just being really honest with with Nate and um the reason I think that it needs to happen you know soon, sooner than later is because it really is another foundational piece for our kids in terms of making sense of the world that they're they're moving through and I think that you know with with Nate's comment it really speaks to the reality of being like having you know being new on the planet and looking around and everything is like wow what is that he wasn't looking at that man with any judgment of like no. that's a bad thing or that's unattractive or anything he was like oh there there's something about that man's face that i haven't seen anywhere else and what is going on there like it's just it's really such a beautiful thing and i think that we need to check ourselves because the inclination, like, I, and I could see it, everybody couldn't see you, but just the look on your face when you're like, our first inclination is like, oh my God, what is somebody else going to think about what my kid is saying? Or is, who's this going to offend or whatever? Well, the, the top, the term you always use, we're on stage. Yes. And I can't tell you more and that at that moment at Trader Joe's, I felt like, wow, is there a microphone going to suddenly appear right. in my hand? Because everyone was looking at me like, yeah. okay, dad, how are we going to handle yes. this one? Yes. And, and, so- and just for our listeners right now, this wasn't something that, that happened recently because if you listen to the show, you know that Nate is way older. Yes, yes. This so is this is when he was ago. about five. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, sorry. So, um, yeah. So I think that um, what's really important is to understand and hopefully I'm going to just go with, I'm going to assume that most of our listeners are conscious, kind people who want to raise children who are kind and conscious people. And so, um, you know, this is something when, when my young, my oldest was growing up, we, we lived in the Bay area. And so we would drive through San Francisco a lot. And so she would see like areas where there were just like all these little, you know, makeshift homes exactly. And she would be like, mommy, what, you know, what is that? And what are those people doing? And it was such a, a beautiful opportunity to say, those are people who, unlike, you know, we are so fortunate to have a home with with warm beds and lots of food, and that th- that is their home. That is all they have. And we never know what a person's journey has been. We don't know what what led them there. And and what I really steer away from, and I guess I can remember my parents doing it, like coming from this really cynical place of like, you know, oh, well, if we give them money, they're just going to go and like use it on drugs or, you know, that's just making it easy for them to stay homeless and never have to work. And I just don't come from that place, first of all. Secondly, I think it's really important and it's an opportunity to not just teach something about like in this, in the case of my oldest daughter, it was like helping her to understand her good fortune and how not everybody has the same good fortune in the world and we need to have compassion for those who don't and appreciation for the fact that we do. But it also um, created opportunity for me to say to her, no matter what they do, like she would, you know, we'd go into the city and she would start saying, can I take a dollar out of my my penny bank? And I would say, that's a, that's a really beautiful thing. Well, how do I know how they're going to use it? Well, you don't. 
But you know what? That doesn't matter because we don't have control over what other people do. We only have control over what we do and, and the kind of human being that we choose to be in the world. So even now, as my youngest daughter will see me, you know, getting on or off a freeway, and that's here in LA, that's frequently where we'll have people that are homeless that are asking for money. As much of the time as I can, especially if she is in the car with me, I will make a point of giving a dollar or giving a five or something and reiterating the fact that I'm doing that because that's the person that I want to be. And if I have more than somebody else, I have more coconuts than somebody else, then I personally think the right thing to do is to share those coconuts. Question. <laughs> if your son or daughter is not asking the question mm -hmm. about the homeless person, mm -hmm. do you bring it up to them and say, hey... You know, we just passed well, by that guy. Especially, on the especially if you want to give your children perspective, which I think is important, and that is that not all of us have the the great benefit of having four walls with a roof, and and I think it's important for our kids to, and especially you know, in this part of the world, we have great abundance, and I think that if we are trying to raise conscious. Um, human beings, I would say, conscious democratic citizens who feel a sense of connection and responsibility for themselves and each other, then these are opportunities to to bring that to the surface and and teach those things in a way that it's going to be far more memorable than like conversation over dinner or something. Yeah, yeah, because the 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 first thing that I feel that for some of us is just. And I, and I and I want to speak for everyone. I'm speaking for myself. Is the first thing is is to kind of push it down, like, oh, don't say that. And mm -hmm. I don't, you know. And you are right that I think sometimes when there's these difficult conversations, whether it's about a homeless person or the way that someone looks, and that's mm -hmm. kind of where I want to steer I want to it get now. Into that, yes. So so let's steer it into you know somebody's peop appearance. People, you know, people's appearance. Yeah. I you know I remember as you know growing up with a lot of a. Uh, Italian older women, sometimes, you know, I remember the first time I saw like a mustache on like one of my aunts, it was like, whoa, you know, like that was, you know, is, are you, oh do you know, you know what I'm saying? It was like, and I remember just staring at it and, and, yeah, and like, just being wow, like, what wow, is that? you know, mm -hmm. that there's, that's a mustache right there. And, and, you know, not saying anything cause I was probably older, but that was something different. And then I remember just as a as a kid, my mom or dad, you know, they would kind of make a joke about it and just say, "Well, you know, that that's that's your Aunt Mary," you know, yeah. and you're like, "Okay, cool," you know, or seeing someone with a mole or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and sure. you know, as a little kid, you kind of just sit there and stare. And 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 I'm wondering, are those opportunities that you? It, are those teachable moments? Yes, and and look, we are raising children at what I would say is you know a, a, a challenging but really incredible time as well, where we are you know we have we're vi revisiting or we are maybe visiting for the first time this whole idea of like looking at gender in a way that is much more. Um, uh, broad and multifaceted Absolutely. than we previously have, um, and or even people's sexuality. It, for sure, I remember I had one gay uncle. Yep, you know, yep. and it was anyway. But but my mom and dad, um, you know, they let us that you know because it was the seventies and it was just like they just it was like yeah that's you know he's gay and I was like oh, okay what's that you know he likes people of the same sex yeah I was like okay and I remember it just was like okay it, right. there wasn't anything put on it but I don't know if. If those type of conversations were happening with other families, does that make Who sense? Who knows? But your parents did it right. And what what I heard in your, like, just as you were telling me about it right now, is they were doing the thing I always say is so important. And that is the way that we frame something, the way, the tone that we use, the mm -hmm. kind of brain prompt we give our children when we talk to them about a particular topic is 
really such a fundamental piece for how they will receive it and hold it for themselves. So your parents were very like, oh, well, you know, here, here's what it is. There not, is a matter of don't fact. Don't talk about that. Yeah. Not like, well, you know, we would never want you to do that, but you know, here's the deal for your uncle Sam yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I'm, you know, we here at Rad Parenting are coming from a place of, you know, we want to embrace diversity. The reality is we live in this beautiful, you know, place where there are people from so many different walks of life, whether it's, you know, socioeconomic differences, um, ethnic differences, whatever. And that is a, a fact of our world that is only going to be, we're only going to blend more with, you know, again, increased everything from the internet and our ability to communicate and, and find each other in that way to actual physical transportation, making it possible for people to live and move all over the world and be blending different cultures. And um, and so the, the best way that we can serve our children, I think, is to help them embrace that and see that, you know, just like, uh, you know, a, a quilt that has many colors or, you know, whatever, that having people that have different ways of being in the world and different appearance and all these things are what makes the world interesting and wonderful. And by framing it in that way and, and welcoming their questions, not like, oh my gosh, don't talk about that. Or, um, and, and certainly if you, if you are hearing judgment attached to it, exploring where that's coming from. So I'm, for example, really sensitive when my younger one, a couple of times I heard her reference like body types, like, oh, she's really Really fat, or he's really fat in a way that sounded negative, and and I so I paused to say, hmm, I'm, I hear the tone in your voice is such that it sounds like you think that that's a bad thing, and like while it may be a legitimate concern to say. I'm, you know, that person, I don't know how healthy he or she is because it looks like they're putting a lot of extra, you know, work on their heart because they're carrying a lot of extra weight. That's a different thing. And, and again, coming from a place of compassion as opposed to passing judgment because he or she is not meeting some standard for appearance, which is a whole different conversation. And so remember that when our kids talk to us or they make comments about things they see out in the world, it's also giving us an opportunity to what their inner, what's going on in their inner world and how we can help guide them um, through it. Yeah. And, it, and it's crazy that all of this can start with a child at such a young Itty -bitty. age. The earlier, the better. Yeah. And I'm also going to say that, I mean, if this is a priority for you, and I hope that it is, this idea of like helping your kids embrace like the diversity and people's differences, you know, as much as we sometimes feel inclined that we're just going to park ourselves in some safe little neighborhood where there's no diversity because we've got it in our heads that that's going to be, you know, the best thing for our kids, I think any time that you can create opportunities for your children to see the beautiful diversity of the world, the less strange it's going to be. If a little, if your child doesn't see see the face of an African-American person till they're 10, they're going to be like, what, what, like what, what's going on there? Why does that, it's going to seem foreign. And sometimes things that are foreign to us feel scary to us. Whereas if we have made a point from the time our kids are little to put them in preschools that have diverse families or um, just creating other opportunities, that's really, really important to their development and their ability to feel comfortable and move freely and safely through the world in a amongst way that embraces. And amongst people that are different than them. That's right. Yeah. And there were, and it also and it goes, sets the it goes tone for, for them. It goes for everybody. But, and both yeah, ways, right? Yeah. So, so them also feeling like they don't need to follow, you know, a narrow script of acceptability for appearance or behavior. If they're, they've also been taught to embrace differences in other people, they're going to, they're going to find their own unique bits that, yeah. that they're going to be more willing to share with the world. You know, I, I, I know that 
what I love about doing this show is you have an older daughter and you mm-hmm. have a younger daughter and I've met your younger daughter so many different times. I love her. <laughs> well, I've always wanted to tell people the story when I, we, one time she was here at the house and, and we were talking about driving a car uh-huh. and for everyone out there, she's eight. Yeah. And I said, and I don't know how I asked her, I said, hey, if you, if you could drive, like, where would you go? And she's all, mm, Barnes and Noble. And I'm all, the bookstore? <laughs> she's all, Yeah. And I was like, she loves the book. Yeah, like my son was like, GameStop. You know, like you know, he had his thing where he was gonna go. And then and then she was like, Barnes and Noble. I would probably drive there. I'm like, that's the first place you're gonna drive. She's like, yeah. I was like, wow, this kid's great. But knowing her and uh-huh. she's such a little, you know, just asking questions all the time. Mm-hmm. Did did she ever have a Nate moment that you can remember? I'm kind of getting you to put you on the spot here. Did either one of your kids ever have a moment in the oh. store where they said something you know funny y- yeah. or just crazy? And I don't know that question? I can. I, I don't know that I can think of one off the top of my head right now. But certainly, like both of them have always. I've tried to make you know create space for them to always feel like they can just let it rip, like yeah. speak freely, ask questions. Um, and like I said, my big thing is is not not. Um, calling them out or 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 being like punitive when I hear them say something that sounds judgmental, but calmly asking with genuine curiosity to get to the bottom of wherever that perception is coming from. And that from. is so important that you brought that up at the end of this episode of not, I want to say, making them feel guilty mm-hmm. when they say, why is that man so fat and gross? Right. And you're like, okay, I have to realize this person's little mind just said that and they don't know what they said. Because I know my first in, in, inclination would be, hey, Chill on the comments, bro. Right. Fat and gross? I don't think so. Right. This is a human being. And then they're like, gosh, I'm never going to say that again. Well, you know? and yes. And so giving you shut down that- an opportunity for conversation. There you go. There you and go. also, and I think that we are often inclined or we're kind of set off in that way as parents to have a, a, a negative reaction. If like in your case, you're in a store, everybody's looking at you and we, we, we go back into that place of our children being extensions of our own ego. And we're like, oh my gosh, how does this look for me? Instead of just, you know what? Put up the cone aside silence, deal with your child, make it a teachable moment. Those people are going to go on with their lives. They're also focused on their own thing that they're not going to give you another thought, but don't waste the opportunity to teach your child something that will, will stay with them through their lives. I love it. Teachable moment always. Mm-hmm. So many key words. We've used the word framing, teachable uh-huh. moment. I know. I love it. I love so it. So pro. <laughs> uh, yes. So pro. Well, you need to get ready to go to Guatemala. I do. And we need to get out of here. Once again, thank you guys all for uh, the emails. Please keep the text coming in. Uh, that would be parenting to 313131. I said on the last episode, and I'm going to say it again. Don't hesitate to go over to iTunes and check out my comedy record. You can get it for eight bucks, and you would make this squishy faced. Italian man, super, super happy. So what do they do? They go to iTunes, they search Joe Sib. Yep. S-I-B. S-I-B. And uh, what you is get it? My, nowhere near the top? Yeah, nowhere near the top. You can get my record for eight bucks and check it out. If we if we move enough of these, I might have the number one comedy record in America. In that eight, would be amazing. Yeah, and if that happens, um, I will I will do something super... I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to think about it and we'll put it on the okay. next episode. Awesome. Like Maybe yeah. I'll like... Take a photo of me doing something like all. I, no, I don't want to say I'm going to do that because that'd be inappropriate. But anyway. let's think about that. I think it would, might be no, but I think it might be fun. To... It'd be fun. It'd be fun. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Uh, my name is Joe Sib and Anaya Bo, and we're out of here. Late. Late.